art has long been recognized as a powerful tool that transcends traditional forms of communication and expression. Its significance extends beyond aesthetics, touching the realms of healing and well-being. The role of art and healing is profound as it provides a unique avenue for individuals to navigate complex emotions, confront challenges, and find solace. As scientific research continues to unveil the therapeutic benefits of art, its role in supporting healing processes becomes increasingly evident. Art not only enhances the quality of life for individuals, but also contributes to a holistic approach to healthcare, underscoring the importance of nurturing both the body and the spirit on the path to recovery. Hello and welcome to Chizuba Talks, where we aim to highlight stories of nonprofits and their incredible leaders. I have with me today Richard Wilmore, the CEO of Hearts Need Art, a platinum candid transparency nonprofit based out of San Antonio, Texas. Welcome to the podcast, Richard. Thanks for having me. It is a wonderful idea that you have going and adding art and the healing process for people who are in hospitals. What motivated the creation of this organization? And uh, you, you provide personalized creative experiences also for patients in hospitals. Yes. Right. So yeah. what was the motivation? Gosh, I wish I could take credit for starting Hearts Need Art. Um, I'm lucky enough that I've, I've been a part of the organization since 2018, but it was actually founded in 2016 by a childhood leukemia survivor. Um, and she is a trained singer. And when she moved to San Antonio, she was volunteering at a local hospital and going in and singing to patients. And the more she did it, the more they said, we want you back and you need to be here yeah. every day. And so in 2016, she founded Hearts Need Art. Um, I was hosting a talk show of my own at the time and had her on the show because I loved, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an art enthusiast. I love live music, live art. I'm an appreciator. Um, I'm not a painter. I'm not a musician, but I, I love it. And so I had her on and I started actually volunteering after that. And it just snowballed after that. And um, she left the organization last summer uh, to, to spend more time with her family. And mm -hmm. I assumed the uh, CEO role when she left. Oh, lovely. So it has roots in uh, having some sort of healing personally as well. And that's how yes. it started. Uh, Richard, could you provide us details about the types of creative experiences that you're offering to patients? Uh, you also offer it to caregivers and uh, medical staff as well? We do. Uh, what a lot of people um, think that we work with children um, mm -hmm. and we work, but we actually work with adults. Um, okay. And so our age range is like 16 to 116 years old. Um, and <laughs> And, so, and we also work with the medical staff as well and their families because um, everyone's going. Everyone, yeah. Everyone, everyone's going through it. And so, you know, there is no test you need to pass in order to receive our services. Um, if you're called to, to engage with us, we welcome that. And we currently offer um, live music, live music um, and music um, lessons 
We have art where we can do anything from painting patient windows, um, or we could actually make something with them. We can paint, do pinch pots. And then we have writers that we bring in to make up stories with patients or uh, give them an opportunity to tell their story. So it's all very patient led. So it's, it's really whatever they want. We try to cater to that. That is amazing. And do you have requests as to, you know, paint me a, a picture of a mountain, paint me a beach? Do you have requests as well? We do. We get a lot of, our, I think our most common request, especially for people who are in hospitals for a long time, are usually their pets. They want on their That's windows. Stuck. So, you know, they, oh, they miss their pets if they're in the hospital for months at a time. And so it brings them closer. Or a lot of sports teams, favorite sports teams, they will also put on their windows. Right. And what about the volunteers? They are all trained artists, or they are also amateurs who just would want to volunteer and do something for uh, society? Yeah, they're all professional artists, musicians, and writers in their own right outside of Hearts Need Art. Um, and so we strive for a high-quality facilitator um, so you get the, the best experience that you can get. Now, I would assume that a hospital is a very busy place uh, to get the time and the space to have uh, an event like a live singing program or maybe some time to paint, uh, maybe an hour or so. How do you manage the time slots? Mm, that's a good question. Um, it's We usually do stuff between breakfast and lunch. So we give them time to eat and, and be visited by the doctors and take a nap or after lunch and before dinner. So th those are usually the times that we're finding that people are the most awake and oftentimes the most bored. They have nothing to do. No one's visiting them, especially during the week when family members are are working. And so we provide a little fun for them. Yeah. And who, who requests most for, uh, is it the caregivers who request for this kind of a service most or is it the patients? We spend, I would say most of our time is spent focused on patients, um, but we actually received a grant that we use specifically for uh, caretaker and healthcare staff services. So we offer mm -hmm. kind of bonus sessions for the healthcare staff. Right. Now going to a hospital, looking at terminally ill patients or looking at illness or suffering is not a very pleasant experience. How does that go down with the volunteers? Do they also need some sort of counseling or are they geared up for, you know, looking at somebody who is suffering? Yeah, we take that very seriously because it's very, you know, you're meeting someone in oftentimes the worst part of their life, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting yes. for their lives and we go in yeah. and and we try to give them some levity and give them some space um, to be a person again. Because when you're in the hospital, you're just, you know, another number and another room that someone has to knock on. So we provide, before we actually bring anybody on board, uh, we provide some shadowing hours that they go with one of our, our seasoned artists um, to, to really see if they can handle it I guess you know it's mm -hmm. it can be very overwhelming and it's one of those things where you either love it and you want to be there all the time hanging out with these people or it's just oftentimes too much and we don't judge either way you know if it's not for you it's it's not for you and um yeah 
but we also have on our team, we have a volunteer chaplain. So she reaches out often to mm-hmm. all everybody to kind of check in with them individually and they have access to her when things are going down that they'd like yeah, to talk right. to. So that's very important. Right, that support is so important. Yeah. I'm sure this is one of the challenges. Do you also face any other challenge when you're going to provide these services? I mean, if you, if you could just think up uh, of something that happened recently and you, you know, it took you some time to sort out the issue. Um, I think our biggest challenge really is as an adult, you oftentimes don't engage in, in the creative arts anymore and mm. you are afraid to because you don't want to look like a bad artist or you don't want to play an instrument wrong. So we hear no a lot. And I think people are, are surprised that they're sitting in a hospital and suddenly a guy with a guitar walks in and wants to play you music. Like it's a little, you kind of, you get yeah, taken aback a little bit yeah. where you're like, what? I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to paint right now. Why would I want to do that? Um, right. So that, especially for performers, right? Like artists, musicians, that rejection can sometimes be a little tough of why don't like you take it personally. Why don't they want to yes. hang out with me? And um, so it takes a little while to be like, it's, it has nothing to do with you. It's really, mm-hmm. you know, the state of, of what they're, maybe they're just not feeling well. And right. just because someone says no to us one day doesn't mean we don't go back. We go, we stop in and say hi every time we're there. And oftentimes it can take a day or it can take two months. And finally they'll go, yeah, you know what? I, I think I do want a song or yes, mm-hmm. I would like, like to paint mm-hmm. something. I think it's time. So we meet people where they're at. Um, we don't force them to do anything with us, but I think that's probably our biggest hurdle is just getting people used Going to with that. The flow. that right. Yeah. And that, that it's even an option because it's not an option everywhere. Right. And that's so human, isn't it? At this moment, I don't feel like listening to a song at this moment. I don't feel like painting. I don't feel like looking at or talking to somebody. That's yeah. pretty normal for patients, and especially with all the medications. I'm sure patients can get a little, uh, I won't say cranky, but uh, a little upset. Yes, yes, yeah. I do understand. Or they just that. don't want to be bad at something. You know, everything's going wrong anyway, and now I have to try to paint something, and I, I don't think I'm good enough to paint. And yeah. it's really not about the end product. It's about that connection that you have while the you're connection. in the room. True, true. Let's take a break to understand what Jazuba is. Everyone at some point ponders on how this beautiful life can be made more meaningful. Maybe you're a leader trying to enhance your employee's experience at your organization. Or you already work for the community and seek volunteers with state-of-the-art skills to strengthen your nonprofit. Whatever your situation, know that you can make a difference. Chizuba began with this very vision. A vision to facilitate every skill and every passion in the world in meeting a social need. Corporate volunteering has several benefits for both businesses and organizations. In parallel, experienced and enthusiastic volunteers join NGO workers, enabling them to serve the community more effectively. Chizuba offers everyone looking to add purpose and meaning to their lives a chance to connect or volunteer virtually with non-profit organizations from over 100 countries around the world. Visit www.chizuba.net and explore opportunities to find meaning. Chizuba, your platform to do good.
And now, back with our guest. And on the other side of the coin, I'm sure you would face uh, or you would come across situations where somebody is so enthusiastic and waiting eagerly for you to come and, <laughs> you know, play that song or paint the picture or read a story also. Yes, yes. We'll get, if you're in one room, three rooms down, we'll hear you and be waiting at the door. Are you coming to me next? Yeah. Um, or we'll get, we in some of the hospitals, we have a phone number that they can text us to sign up and we'll get those. Um, oftentimes, if we visit a floor that we're not usually on, once we're uh -huh. there and they're like, what are you doing here? And we tell them and we go to a room because we had a request. Suddenly, everyone on that floor is like, yes, I also want music. Yes, I also. Want. So it, it goes both ways where like you walk in and everyone's running at you because they're yeah. so excited. Or it's like, I don't. What? You want to you want me to pick <laughs> up a paintbrush? Yeah, true, true. Is there any one incident or any one case study that you have that stays in your memory? When I first started, I would we back before the pandemic, we were able to do group classes. And mm -hmm. so my job was to go to every room, knock on the door, invite them. And I um I, I turned out that people love consistency when they're in a space like that. And there's so much ah. newness going on that they just, oh. familiar faces are great. And I was a new face. So I was getting no's all the time until, and they would go, where's that other person who do, where's that, where's that woman with the short hair? And so they would say no. And then as, as the company, as the organization grew and I took on a different role, someone else started going to the rooms and they'd go, where's that one guy? And they would, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, good, good. Yeah. They did like me. Um, but it's those times when you hear no over and over, and then finally they go, yeah, I will come. And I had a guy do that. A patient came to a, a, an art class, and he left, and he shook my hand, and he had tears in his eyes, and he was like, thank you for not giving up on me, and I think I'm an artist. And because he had painted for the first time in years and he was so proud of what he had done. And then of course it's me. So I started crying because it was just those moments, you know, where it's people so feel like, yes. yeah. And people feel like people again. We True. forget that. Right. What a beautiful experience. And talking of tailoring, uh, do you also tailor your services? Like somebody prefers a 16 year old would prefer say music or a, 30-year-old would say, you know, I want a painting. Do you ask them beforehand or do you just go there and you say, okay, today I can do this, 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 and tell me what would you like? So it's usually like one day is an artist who's available, one day is a musician. Most cases, mm -hmm. that's what it's like. But we try to um, hire people who have a variety um, of, of skills and, and knowledge. So... Uh, if the person wants country music, but also maybe wants mm. a rap song, we try to find people mm. who can kind of be able to provide right. both of those things. So, or at least get really close. Same thing with art. We have literally uh, art carts. We just have a cart that we roll around that's just full of different art supplies. Mm -hmm. And so people can say, you know, can I paint something today? Or I think I would like to color um, or, you know, I want my window or I would like to, we have little wind chimes that we can paint with them to hang on their IV poles. So 
it's really, uh, we have a lot of varieties. So it's not necessarily like, okay, well, this artist is here today and the only thing you can do with them is this one thing. Yeah, it's not like that. Oh, that's good it's very to know. important, that's good to know. yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you hear interesting stories as well from the patients, uh, especially the older patients? Do you get some we hear words of advice? or uh, Words of life? advice, life stories, life advice. Um, I mean, it's it's very, it's really my favorite part of of this is just learning about people. You never know who you're going to meet. And and back when I was in the hospital every day, I was like, I have the luck, I'm the luckiest person. I get to meet 60 amazing people every day. And just their stories. And you just never know who is going to be behind a door at any given day. And we've had it where we walk in and it's a music, a, a super popular musician, you know, like in the local symphony or something where like they're in the hospital and they have their instrument there. And suddenly you're playing, <laughs> you have your own little uh, concert. In this, in, <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. We had one patient who had a bunch of instruments and he was well enough to walk the halls. This was years ago. And mm -hmm. so he went with our musicians that day and went to all the patient rooms all and played. That's so awesome. That must have been one memorable day for everybody. Yeah, it's it's the the sense of community. You know, when you're in those rooms all by yourself, you think you're the only one there. Um, so it's great when you realize that you're not alone. Right. Uh, so the hospital has to sign up for the service, right? Uh, or do you approach the hospitals? How how does it? Um, it's gone it's gone both ways. So we have hospitals who have come to us just by word of mouth, or you know, the same hospital system, who uh, they're familiar with us, so they'll come to us. Um, but we also do some outreach to see who uh, would like our services. So do you also do virtual platforms? So if somebody is willing to uh, volunteer virtually, is that is that also a thing? We do. Well, that started during the pandemic. We were only in hospitals in person um, mm -hmm. and the pandemic happened. And unfortunately, in a lot of the hospitals we were in, we were the first ones kicked out yeah. um, along with all the other volunteers. And I was like, this is the okay. perfect, this is when you need us here the most. Um, yes. But, you know, it was understandable. And so we we created a virtual platform and ended up working with quite a few hospitals around uh, the United States who were looking for, for help like ours for their support groups that were meeting in person. And now they were meeting virtually and didn't know what to do with them. Um, and we still have two hospitals that we work with virtually every month. And then we also have some patients from those hospitals that we work with individually. Lovely. So that's lovely. still an option. Yeah. That's wonderful. So if somebody across the globe can play a guitar and play the favorite song of that person who's on the bed, that, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, yeah. Lovely. It's the, the silver lining of, of the pandemic was that we had to create something that we probably should have had anyway. <laughs> True. And lastly, Richard, let's talk about the caregivers. Uh, sure. This is the most underrepresented lot. These are the people who who are working day and night, but they get very little credit or they uh, very little care for the caregivers. Yes. So what do you think? Uh, I'm talking about a generalized statement here. What do you think can be done for caregivers apart from, you know, giving them a creative outlet? 
I think we have to realize how hard it is on them. You know, there are some studies that say that that a, a, like a cancer diagnosis is harder on the caregiver than it is for the actual patient because you feel so helpless. Yes. Um, I've been in that position before. I've had to have caregivers before. And it's just, it's, it is, as you're the person laying in the bed watching someone try to help you and try to comfort you, it, you feel awful that you're putting that person in this position. Um, so I think we need to give them grace and, and they need to remember that they can leave the room. I think that's really important. You think that you cannot leave mm -hmm. that patient's side, that they need you, mm -hmm. but you're not going to be your best self if you're sleep deprived, if you're hungry, if you're cranky, like you were talking about, like all of those things are natural. And so you need to make sure that you're taking the time for yourself to leave and go sleep in your own bed if you can um, yeah. and to, to re-energize yourself because it's a lot of work. Absolutely. Wonderful. That's great advice, uh, Richard. Many, many thanks for sharing your inspiring story. I think uh, your dedication is, you know, you're providing personalized creative experiences, um, you know, making art, making music uh, for patients who are undergoing challenging medical journeys. Uh, I'm sure this is a refuge where probably their emotions or, you know, they find expression. And uh, they're also helping in healing, of course. Yes. So, well, I think uh, simultaneously artists also find purpose and fulfillment in knowing that their creations can make a tangible difference in others' lives. Um, I would say as art blurs the lines between pain and progress, vulnerability and strength, uh, art serves as a bridge that connects individuals. Uh, it enriches the patient and empowers the artist as well. Thank you very much, Richard, for doing what you are doing. More power to you and all the very best for all future endeavors. Thank you.